Happy 420! Oh, oh. To all my lovely stone creeps out there. I uh, mean. What? I yeah. I, or, or Sean. Us. <laughs> yeah, Sean is just cracking up. He's in his own world right now. We hope you guys are high as fuck right now and ready to get into some really interesting and maybe kind of an interesting topic to bring up on 420, but... Dude, this just gonna fuck you up. and super liminal I suggest messaging. listening to this message, or listen, listening to this message. I already got Lisa influenced. <laughs> I suggest listening to this podcast when you're not stoned. No, do it when you you're get, stoned. No, man, you're gonna make people paranoid. Um, people are already paranoid, whether they're stoned or not. That's the truth of the matter. Like me? Yeah, like you. Lisa is literally one of the most paranoid people I've ever met in my fucking life. <laughs> she could literally, like, like, see an accident on the road, and then she's kind of, like, paranoid that, not that it had something to do with her, but the fact of the matter is that maybe she had predicted it in a certain sense, or maybe the fact that it'll affect her later. It's great. It's great. I'm not saying that I like to pray on your paranoia, but I think that that's pretty awesome. I like to that's hear right. your theories. People can pray on it all the fuck they want. No, you're conspiracy totally theorist and totally a chaotic fine. enthusiast. I'm really hoping that's still recording. Okay. Is it? I hope so. Can you pull it back up to check? Thanks. Yeah, still recording. Cool. Cool, cool. So we're getting into the strain of the day. I had this about last week, and let me just tell you, I got fucked up. Hold up. Are you on? Yeah. You want to talk about subliminal messaging? Are you recording? Yes. Do you want to be on the show? Nah, I'm, I'm too fucked up. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Anyways, so... Yesterday, or yesterday, last week's strain that I had was called White Nightmare. Um, blue dreams, soaring stativa effects, and fruity flavors collide with white moonshine's resin coat of milky trichomes to produce White Nightmare. The stativa-dominant hybrid brings a forceful, sweet aroma of berries and haze. The flavor stays true to its blue dream genetics with an earthy Um, think about it too much. 
You know what I mean? Like it's when you concentrated, that's when it becomes like we were talking about earlier, Teddy, about nightmares. It's like when you concentrate too much on the negatives, then that's how nightmares come about because your brain can only process negativity negativity easier than positivity. So hmm. yeah. Teddy is like a little dream interpreter. I try. Bro, I've been really having it. some weird ass dreams lately. But here's the thing. I don't really remember them after I wake up. That's a real also, problem. my meditations have been kind of like a dreamlike state. Only, I think, because I'm doing it after I wake up. Is that a good time to do them? It's actually the perfect time to do it because you're still in that... Um, dream state kind of... Not a dreamlike state, but you're not consciously like awake awake with the best time like you were saying that uh basically what is that that thing in your brain where it says to look at the sunrise and sunset to naturally start producing the pineal gland yeah pineal, pineal glands gland. yeah however you say it but is it like maybe like the best time of day to, to do it when the sun is rising when you can be directing towards the sun and the same thing when the sun is setting like you're directed towards the sun like for meditating or yeah. like looking at just the sun in general both just like meditating <laughs> Sure. I mean, I usually wake up before the sun wakes up. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> You're I like the reverse vampire, though, because you like wake up at 4 o'clock just to have more of your day. <laughs> I wake up at 4 o'clock because I have to. No, no, no. Let me just tell you guys. That is... <laughs> Lisa used to wake up at fucking 3 and try and stay here and convince me that it was great. She's like, yeah, I wake up at 3 and get all my shit done. No, bitch. That was back when I was not a good time. That was back when I was going to the gym in the morning. I'd wake up at four o'clock. There's a reason why you stopped because it's a horrible time. Yes. (laughs) Him over there. He was the reason I stopped. Was it just like too comfy? You're just like, no, I'm gonna sleep for another hour. Um. Well, he kept me out really late, so I couldn't really go to the gym in the morning. He used to keep me out really late all the fucking time just to drive around. And you guys used to do like those 2 a.m. like drives. Yeah, and I used to get up at like 4 so I could go to the gym for an hour. You guys are an hour and a half. But because he like brought me back home late or brought me back to my car so I could drive to Carson, mind you, I still had a freaking 30 minute drive. Yeah. Just to get home and then wake up and then go to the gym. I was like, no, I'm, I'm sleep's more important. I am not judging point. you at all because I think when anyone starts a relationship too, you just get a little bonkers. You're like, I will do anything for this person. And then like for Mike and I, like I used to wake up literally at four. No, in a certain extent, I used to wake up because the time difference was like 16 hours. I used to get up at like 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning, do my little makeup like 20 minutes before and then... You know, pretend like I woke up and do like a Skype date with Mike and like look really sexy. And then he used to do that. And it was like, he used to do that when he got off work, but it would be like four o'clock in the morning there because he'd work until 11 and then contact me and we'd talk for hours and it would only be like six o'clock in the evening in Australia. So we used to have like a really weird long distance connect. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally came back, it was like, we're going to get actual sleep. Like for as much sleep as we can for as much sex as we're having, but we're going to get actual sleep because (laughs) I need it. I need it. So what is the topic of this fine day again? Or did you already say it or not? I, don't I did, but um, in case of you, uh, those of you who are listening and you didn't catch it, it's subliminal and superliminal messaging, which mind you, I had never heard of superliminal messaging. So I thought that was kind of an interesting contrast. Um, there's a few articles that I pulled, which I thought were really interesting. The first one is from Life Science and it cracks me up because 
the one of the first um, lines is, ever been watching a movie and suddenly get the munchies? Or sitting on your sofa watching TV and suddenly get the irresistible urge to buy a new car? First off, no, I never have. I think just because I've always been, I was like born a broke bitch, so like wanting to get a new car, I was like, I can't afford that. I'll have to go to the nickel and we'll have to see what they have to offer. When I was like nine years old, I never got that urge. So if so, you may be the victim. I like how they put this because I feel like this is a little bit you of may like be subliminal the messages. <laughs> Of subliminal messages. It's called subliminal advertising. Conspiracy! Proponents include Wilson Brian Key, author of Subliminal Seduction. Yeah, if you want to, you know. I mean, that sounds really creepy. Fuck, I don't dude. think you should ever subliminally you, seduce people. You know, but I feel like you know who would buy those books? Time. Scorpios. No, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, our guest today um, is a Scorpio. This is uh. Teddy. <laughs> you know, at first I was gonna fight you on that because I was like, no, I feel like they just naturally know how to seduce people. But no, I feel like it's not just that would be a it's complete. Like a you know exactly who I would use that on. Manipulation. It would be I like, like you're already using that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So I mean, we that's that's a topic. But anyways, <laughs> that's a topic all on its own, guys. <laughs> And Vance Packard, author of The Hidden Persuaders. Okay, sorry, I think these guys like came together and they just like threw like a really good adjective and a really good like noun together and they're like, okay, we all put in the hat, you take your adjective, I'll take mine. And that they just came up with these books together. Subliminal Seduction and The Hidden Persuaders. <laughs> right? <laughs> the Hidden Persuaders. Like a bunch of peeping toms hiding yeah. behind a bush, and they're just like, "Are you ready to persuade this one?" <laughs> like, like the fucking dark night. Oh, you got this. You got this. Robin? I feel like you need to do a voiceover, Lisa. I feel like your whole career path is going to be a voiceover because you are like the woman of voices. I but you know what's not. great? It's not just female voices. <laughs> you totally get down with like male voices, which I think makes it even better. <laughs> Anyways, let's go back. Um, oh my God, my both face. of whom claim that subliminal subconscious messages oh. in advertising were rampant and damaging. So oh, these are fuck. not good books, mainly, because they go on the negatives of subliminal messaging. Um, which I mean, there are life negatives. up, Tommy. It's gonna fuck you up. It's gonna <laughs> mind fuck you but so like, hard. So you don't nice, even know where you know? to start finding a mind condom because they're gonna fuck you so a mind hard. Mind condom. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put a little piece of plastic plastic over this fuck. We're just gonna try and make it. <laughs> <laughs> Still gonna happen, but it's don't just gonna be less baby. messy. Um, <laughs> that's so fucking true. That's right. <laughs> Um, okay, so though the outbooks caused a, a public outcry, ironically, they outed subliminal messaging and it caused a public outcry. <laughs> I just find that to be interesting and led to FCC hearings. Much of both books have been since been discredited and several key studies of the effect of subliminal advertising were revealed to have been faked. Here's what I claim heretic 
or actual correct conspiracy theorist. Dun, dun, dun. The reason why I say that is because most people that claim to see UFOs or what is a new thing, it's called um, something stupid. Actually, Harry Reid, uh, Nevada's like senator back in the early 2000s. Dude, I miss that guy. He, um, he actually funded a program for alien like research. It was from, and I just learned about this on BuzzFeed, it was actually from um, a black budget. So it's a like secret governmental program, but they it's decided they used to stop to calling them UFOs and they started calling them something else because UFOs was deemed a term of like heretics would use. Anyways, I feel like because these guys uh, got a negative connotation on their outing subliminal messages and being called crazy, they actually might be on to something and that their studies were discredited. Well, I want to see like the actual discredi discreditation of it and actually see if maybe it was just biased research oh fuck sorry this is taking a deep wordy turn <laughs> uh, mostly because I'm high and I'm probably just coming up with ridiculous words because I don't want to sound repetitive um, in the 1980s concern over subliminal messages spread to bands such as sticks and Judas Priest and the latter band even yeah. being sued in 1990 yeah. for allegedly causing a teen suicide. Oh, with I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I didn't live it. I just remember it from a VH1 fucking I feel like that's bullshit. I don't think that anyone can really claim, like, if you're a person choosing to listen to our podcast and then you want to say that our podcast made you go or, suicide, I feel like that's not it? There's correct. that one, was it, wasn't it a Led Zeppelin song that if you played it There's backwards? There's a Marilyn Manson Oh, That no. if you played it backwards on, like, a record player, it was saying something about, like, all oh, hail Satan or something like there, that. People also claimed the Winnie the Pooh thing song said that, but guess what? When you actually play it backwards... It's not. It doesn't say any of that shit. Like, people try to use that. I mean, they also say, what was that one? Um, it was on some ghost show, like, Paranormal Investigation, but they actually said, like, the Pledge of Allegiance or something backwards, and it was really fucked up. No. Well, first they said, of all, like, a Catholic prayer, but backwards, it was, like, really messed up. And I was trying to see if that was actually true. Well, first of all... How do you, how do we know what anything sounds like backwards? Well, yeah. How does our brain process it? It processes it forward, but it's yeah. subliminal since it's below the perception of consciousness. Kind of like how we see things. We see things straight, but when our eye actually processes it, it's backwards and upside down. You know, like in our corneas. It's wondering. I'm wondering if that's how our brain processes it. <laughs> Did I just fuck you up? <laughs> Wait. So you're telling me right now? Everything is backwards and upside down. In your brain's eye, yeah. When you when you process something in your in your eyes, it actually is projected to be backwards and upside down. I but our brain feel like a fucking robot right now, not an organic conscious being. Like you're a celestial being. Like I felt real magical today, you mean, you and now I feel like a fucking robot. Just huh? to say that that our bodies are in some type of technology. Stop! No. Oh Am I God. creeping you out? <laughs> it's in a beautiful way. Um, okay, so the subliminal messages. The case was dismissed. <laughs> what is it? It said, I'm ready for death now more than ever. <laughs> um, the case was dismissed. Subliminal mental processing does exist and can be tested, but just as a person perceives something, a message or advertisement, for example, subconsciously means very little by itself. There is no inherent benefit of subliminal advertising over regular advertising any more than there would be in seeing a flash of commercial and said, 
of a full 20 seconds. Getting a person to see something a split second is easy. Filmmakers do it all the time. Watch the last few frames of, and this is what live science has been stating in Hitchcock's classic Psycho. Getting a person to buy something based on that split second is another matter entirely. So you're maybe bringing it to the forefront, but actually causing that purchase might be a little differently. Kind of like how H&R uh, Block is known for the woman in the green sweater. And then you have R.C. Willie, who's got the woman who's the host who always has short hair. Regardless of the person changing, she always has short hair. And you've got Flo from like Progressive. Those are like the subliminal conscious picked up messages of like, oh, that's Flo. Oh, that must be a good insurance company. Oh, that might be, must be this because they're, it's like iconic. Um, yeah, it's to be trusted. To be trusted. Per Wise Geek, in 1957, a Michigan-based social psychologist by the name of James Vickery announced that he had conducted a study that indicated flashing images of popular beverage and popcorn shown during a movie had influenced the buying habits of consumers who saw them. Vicar or Vickery, I don't know if you say it that right. I don't know, it's kind of like when I was training Machete the entire time because I was so fucking stoned in an episode and then I realized it was Machete. But I For just, a second, I was just like... I literally had, what's that guy's, what's that guy's name who's like got the long hair? Danny yeah. Trejo? I was like, Machete. <laughs> the entire fucking episode. I was real fucking high, guys. I was real fucking high. It's Machete. No, it's a machete. But no, it's think, Machete. I think this is where Lisa picked it up the entire episode, but she didn't tell me. In fact, it was my boyfriend listening to it like a week later saying that. He was like, what the fuck? The entire episode. I literally was like, he hatched him up with a machete. <laughs> stupid. I can't believe I said it that way. Anyways. Vic <laughs> Like, I wonder, seriously, Lisa, if creating a podcast based off of being stoned was one of the better ideas or one of the worst <laughs> ideas we could have done. I really hope that people find us as entertaining as we find ourselves. No, do I really think they do, because I think this is great. This is awesome. <laughs> I, I think they wish that <laughs> we could do this, evidence. like, more. Like, I just think it's great. <laughs> oh, it's cracking me up. Anyways, I so, feel like this is the greatest idea on the face of the planet. I can't believe nobody else if, fucking gave up. If you only it. listen to us one time a year, make sure to binge watch all of our episodes on Dude, 420 great. at 420. They are amazing. This should be a holiday tradition. It should be Every 420's Eve, 420, and 420 Afterlife, which is 421. And the rest of the time until the next 420. Yes. That's why you should listen to all our episodes. Yes. So, Vickery, Vickery, whatever, is credited with the coining the term subliminal marketing, a claim that caused the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, to write a complete report about the practice and caused obvious subliminal ads to be banned from all advertising in the U.S. by 1958. Later, he recanted his previous claim, however, which has only created more mystery. So then he's, he went on this whole, like, outrage about subliminal messaging, and then he went and was like, oh, just kidding. I think he got, like, blackmailed. I was going to say blacklisted, but that doesn't make sense. Blackmailed? No, that doesn't make sense either. I think he just got threatened. I think he got threatened maybe by these major corporations. Like, you fucked us. You know, and then he was like, I'm sorry. I recant. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like Simon Birch. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> like the worst. I'm sorry. That movie, I think we bring it up like once every three podcasts. And that movie to this day, have you seen it, Teddy? What movie? Simon Birch. No. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is like one of the best and one of the most like dramatic movies. Just it's it's tearful. It's tearful. If you're ever like wanting to have like the empathetic moment, it's like when you're sad and you listen to sad music. If you need to feel like better about your character, but also like rooting for an unlikely hero and a interesting horrible situation, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to this. Um, so not only are more people influenced, most people influenced by subliminal messages, but there's also superliminal influence. What is the difference, you ask? What is the difference? Dun dun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, but now that was subliminal messaging. You knew where I was going with that. Actually, no, that'd be superliminal messaging. Holy shit! You just used a fucking. Example. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you were Jay and Silent Bob, you would be Jay. <laughs> With my rising in Scorpio. Holy how yes, shit. I would. You just used a fucking example. <laughs> subliminal message so we have this line of perception which is our conscious waking point we understand exactly what's going on and perceiving everything to be our reality this is also where reality becomes illusion but we'll get into that in here in a minute subliminal is below that line of perception it means that stuff that's on the back burner yeah so to the back of the bus (laughs) (laughs) and that's why i was saying subliminal messaging can't make people buy things it doesn't necessarily work in that manner but what it does is it makes you think about it on that back burner before it gets shuffled out with everything else in your day superliminal messaging is above the conscious line it means that it automatically will come to your forefront and stay at your forefront and might actually influence you a little bit more so just like oh, i did the, shit. the sound effect and you did it back you automatically knew what i was doing and that was superliminal and subliminal would be he stating it was an example. <laughs> 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 or also, superliminal would also be, I said, you know, what is this, you ask? And you actually asked it. <laughs> I don't know, what is it? <laughs> what is it? Uh, little Mario and Luigi voice there. So I actually have some beautiful charts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I should look at. So, and I'll I'll have uh, someone post it later. Maybe I'll post it later. Subconscious versus subliminal. So, subconscious influence goes down to subliminal stimuli. So, you have to be kind of influenced by like a commercial to hit into the subconscious. But conscious influence, which is superliminal, is knowing exactly what's going on, then being affected, then hitting your subconscious. So, like I said, the sound effects, the questions, versus like stating it's an example. It's all how your brain's kind of picking it up. Um, okay, superliminal priming in action. A German wine and French wine experiment. Oh, shit. If you're trying to get more sales and you want to say, hey, which one would sell better? But your entire wine store, but you got two main selections, German or French. Most people would automatically go for French because German's more known for their beer, hence Oktoberfest, and it is really known for its wine. But so you want to get your sales up in German wine. Then there's actually was a market, and I don't think it says it in here, but it was on Infograph. Um, that a winery or a wine shop, maybe like Total Spirit, they played German music and upped their sales in German wine. 
And then on alternate days, so like Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays, they play German music, but Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, they played French music. Because of the music that they played, they were able to actually make more sales in German or French wine. Interesting, right? Holy fuck. And per Max, Max Rumors user, um, this guy was known as like, I forgot his name. It was like Tesla fuck or something. Oh, young Tesla. Okay. That was his name. Recently purchased. <laughs> <laughs> Tesla fuck or something. literally thought that that was closer than what it was. <laughs> I just remember it was kind of annoying. Like, I remember the comments about it were just kind of annoying. I was like, this is fucking shit. And the guys were like mostly attacking this guy because of his name. Then it was <laughs> fucking issue. So this guy is like, I recently purchased a new binarial B application from health and wellness section of the app store. The application is called the attractor. And he puts a little link, and it's designed to allow you to customize your own binaural soundtrack. I don't know how to fucking say that. To unlock the subconscious mind. I was enjoying the application until I noticed a strange and extremely creepy subliminal message in the desert background music. It was a very low twin voice that speaks when the flute plays. I can't make exactly out what it says, but it sounds like gone is the devil in him, kill him. <laughs> oh my motherfucking God. Um, so then I felt oh. compelled to post this because I think there is some serious legitimacy to this. And it scares me to think that unknowing people could be unlocking their subconscious minds to someone else's agenda. Please respond with your thoughts. <laughs> Thank you very much, young <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> so after some scrutiny, um, first off, in order to, uh, in order in order for a subliminal message to, to be effective, the listener slash fear must not be consciously aware of the message at all. Rest assured that I am not out to brainwash anyone. So then a lot of people were like, fuck you, what's your name mean? Like, obviously, Tesla, you better be in some type of brainwashing, like, cult thing. And he was like, I'm not. He was like, I'm just saying if this is to, if this is supposed to, like, help my subconscious, like, I'm supposed to listen to when I'm meditating, and I automatically notice this, like, it's creepy and it's coming off, and he's like, I'm not trying to brainwash anyone, I'm not trying to get you guys to download this, I just want to know if, like, anyone else knows about this and, like, the legitimacy. Um, first off, in order for a subliminal message to be effective, the listener slash viewer must not be consciously aware of the message at all. Rest assured that I'm not out to brainwash anyone, and I'm just as creeped out about the message as you are about hearing it. Second off, I am not home yet, so I have no way of posting the sound. I will try to find it and record it. This post was from 2009. Um, however, it just, it never got posted, so I actually wanted to check it out, and I didn't. And that's where my notes end. <laughs> because I didn't finish my research. <laughs> Well, well, well. <laughs> but look who doesn't have her shit together today. No, but let, I want to look that up really I quick. never have I my see. shit together either. It's okay. Oh, shit. Is Anna's dinner tonight? No, it's tomorrow. Oh, it's okay. Easter. Well, okay. First off, I never know when the hell she's working. Secondly, I feel like I get three or four different messages of when things are actually planned. So, and I had it in my Same. calendar. <laughs> it's a long day. Um, okay, and I, I'm going to look it up. So, it was called, let's see if we can listen to it. Now, you guys don't get fucking creeped out 
if it does say that, but I mean, this was back in 2009, so maybe they changed it. And Don't <laughs> be a little bitch. Yeah, from Lisa. I'm just kidding. If you feel scared, you can go cry to your mommy. It's fine. We all do it sometimes. Lies. Or not. Who knows? Some people just grow up. Oh. Com slash detractor. Okay, let's see here. If you want to follow this with me, guys, Ugh. it's, oh, it's www.datacut.com slash attractor. <gasps> attractor.com. What? Mind machine. Attractor, mind machine. Advanced binaural, binaural, binaural wave generator for iPhones. Control your mind with the one and only true mobile mind machine. It's interesting though that it says control your mind because don't you kind of control your mind? Your mind controls you. Ooh, I guess you're kind of right. But how is it separate? If our brain's outside of our body, how does our mind work? Is that where this hole comes into place? Maybe. Sounds like you pull a switchblade on me. Try to shut the fuck up. <laughs> My mind is doing this. <laughs> I believe, like, we're celestial beings. Like, it's just, like, what it, like, we're in, like, these organic organisms that are specifically for this planet. And Which if is... we're a part of everything, if we're a part of unity, if we're Ugh, just... I have to download this shit. If all of the universe is in us and we're a part of the universe then wouldn't we technically be like downloaded or but you don't want to be a robot but you're saying we're downloaded well no 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 like <laughs> i feel you though because like, we're actually like, made of stardust like we have matter in us that exists outside of the earth this is where my i have this theory that like we're not natural to this earth like i do that's why i do honestly understand the the um idea souls. of creation for humans because i do believe that there's an idea of higher intelligence but i also do believe that like we just don't have a natural niche like animals can survive out here without us if the sun and the moon were still here regardless animals would survive but humans i think that's oddly ironic that we're having such a hard time with space technology but yet, I don't feel like we're natural on this earth to an extent. I feel like there's a lot of us that have that natural being. And I definitely feel like a natural being, a natural, like, place with, like, the water and the mountains. But I also feel like humans are split. I feel like we've evolved so fast that we're, like, split between, like, two different beings. Earth selves and, like, we've talked about, but, like, a space self. Well, yeah, that would technically be our soul if you think about it. <clears throat> if this were, like, say, an actual thing then your soul, your celestial being, everything that makes you, you, that is what's not of this earth. And it isn't. Our actual, like, organic bodies that are meant to decay here mm -hmm. are meant to stay here. <clears throat> you touch on the note of decay, so I just want to, so I follow the mod mortician. I follow mm -hmm. actually a lot of morticians, but... She's really cool because she she wants people to go on a more natural, like, earth-friendly burials because, like, coffins are not really earth-friendly because you're constantly cutting down trees. People want different trees. People want, I want dark cherry red. I want light oak and shit like that. But that's actually really bad for, for the environment. Who gives a fuck? So. Who give? You're, what are you going to do? You're laying in it. 
Exactly. What is the and you're and you're you, dead. You're dead. You're dead. What is the use of that? Also, um, gravestones not really environmentally friendly, especially being made out of cement. It's kind of bullshit. Um, so she does she does all these really cool things. She does cremations naturally, which is cool. Like that's just what she does. She also does aquamations, which make your your so when you do a cremation and you burn your body up to such a degree that it comes into like small particles, you still have like chunks of tooth. You have like chunks of nail bits, all sorts of crazy stuff. When you, um, very interesting story about that, but anyways, when you, <laughs> that was creepier than I was supposed to come up. <laughs> okay, can't pull back from that, so we're gonna go forward. Um, okay, aquamation. When you actually have aquamation, so that's basically where you allow your body to naturally decompose in high. Um, soluble sol solutions, so high salt base solutions. Your body comes out to like this fine. You ever seen those like the the moon sand that you could play in the water and it would yeah. come out dry? Your base, your body basically kind of becomes moon sand. Yes, I know you would love that. Modification. Well, I actually just want to be a tree. That's cool. You want to know a crazy story about trees? Hmm. So they have heartbeats. <laughs> this is a real thing. Or are you like... <laughs> no, I legitimately read it somewhere. I swear to God, I read it somewhere. <laughs> Fact check, Lisa. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, when I was born, I was born so early, they thought I was going to die. So my mom actually had... I have two trees planted at this church. One is a peach tree for my death. <laughs> never fucking happened. And because I didn't die, they planted a lemon tree because when life gives you lemons, <laughs> you fucking live. So, yes, I actually have them planted down at Holy Cross Lutheran Church. Oh my god. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's interesting life. fact about Mandy, you guys. I got trees. I got interesting facts for today. <laughs> I'm not going to go back to the cremation bin, but right. what's your book of high say? So, since today is all about the mind, um, number 226 out of the Book of Highs um, is called Missing Frequencies. Your brain can sense what it cannot hear. While your brain creates binaural beats. Binaural beats? A-U-R-A-L. B-I-N-A-U-R-A-L. Binaural how do you say it? <laughs> that is binaural? not on me. Binaural. Beats. <laughs> there Watch are... Like, or something. <laughs> <laughs> Limits to what our hearing can accomplish. Japanese musician... Oh, God, I'm going to butcher that. Well, uh, Mr. Aikida... Aikida <laughs> notes that the human hearing range is between 20 hertz and 20 k hertz. Oh, I even said 20 though, hertz and 20 hertz. I was like, that's super limited. <laughs> even though we can't hear frequencies out of this range, his work demonstrates that we can feel them and or sense their absence. As Aikida describes in the notes for his recent album, a high frequency sound is used that the listener becomes aware of only upon its disappearance. Listen to Aikida's music to the world around you 
what aren't you hearing? Okay. Just because it's not there to you doesn't mean it isn't there at all. Reality is relative. Okay, I'm gonna pull it up really quick to see if I can get like an example for our audience. Rogia Kita. Butcher, I butchered that. YouTube mix. Our shreds come from blocks of 100%. Oh, I Subliminal did not mess. hear that. <laughs> I heard Auschwitz. Auschwitz? Yes. <laughs> Why are you smiling, Lisa? It must be being like okay. a checkout line. So I'm not. I hear. So I have this weird thing where, like, if I can be at concerts because it's a one loud noise and then just a crowd, mm -hmm. pretty much. So to me, I can differentiate. I can't fucking speak. Differentiate the two. And that is what makes it a little bit easier for me to handle that kind of loud noise. But if there's like a group of people like in a bar setting, which is like why I like going outside or like not being surrounded by like club or anything like that is because auditorily I, I can hear everything. Mm. Um, which is why I love music so much because if you listen to certain songs, I will hear literally everything that they put into it. So, like, take for example, um, Avenged Sevenfold. As oh my <laughs> I gosh, date myself on, on this. this one, but in their songs, I can take out, like, say, for instance, a little piece of heaven, since that's a pretty well-known song. There are different layers to the song that, if you listen to it once. You can hear it one way, and then if you listen to it twice, you can hear it another way, but only if you're paying attention. Okay. Um, for me, if I listen to a song once, I can pretty much take out every single thing in that song and then replay it and only pay attention to that one line. That's pretty cool. That's pretty, like, musically so, inclined of you, well, which yeah, I could see that. I could, it's the same thing with Sammy and I. We can... Um, you can for him you can play it once and he can already pick it up oh, okay. for me i have to listen to it to to it for a few times before i can actually like pick it up pick it up pick it up but it was something that i really really liked about when i played guitar or even when i was in choir like i could only listen to it once and i could get it you kind of like got the tonal structure mm -hmm. and everything like that that's really cool so <clears throat> when there's a lot going on around me and it's not orchestrated kind of like how you shut down a little bit yeah okay. that's how i get like back into myself because there's too much going on around me that i'm mm. just like okay we gotta take a step back and just focus on one thing i agree i can see that mine's not like as i would say as musically inclined i know how to play a lot of instruments but for me it's like i think it's the chaos of energies most times where it's like that can come off as clashes to me whether it's mm -hmm. instead of like noise noise i can kind of cancel out but it's like just this energy of like 
if someone's tense about something, if someone's sad about something, if someone's angry about something, I can feel it and it can be really bothersome. So I think it's really, I think it's interesting. People like pick up on different things and I think that's, they have their like strengths and their weaknesses and kind of like I can definitely, I can definitely do, I can feel you on that one, which is why it's a little hard for me to look certain people in the eye because mm -hmm. it's just so intense. It's an intense too, like, yeah. I told Sean earlier today, I was like, the reason why I don't really like, um, I was like, I don't know if you've noticed, but I get super, super uncomfortable when your grandma looks at me because I feel like she's staring into the depths of my soul. Like, it's a super intense stare. And oh, I'm just like, but yeah, Karen, calm down. <laughs> I feel like you, when you yeah. look at someone, you have to be acknowledging that like a stare has to come off as like friend or foe. Like, yeah. well, that's where we're animalistic, where when you look at someone and you have that notion of like friend or foe, it'll automatically like take away that intensity. But some people who I think are a little bit older, the older generations are really big on eye contact. Like my grandma raised me and she raised me to be comfortable with eye contact. But they are, they're looking at you for like look a reason. They're the looking eye. at you. And so like, Maybe next time you look at her, like, give off that perception of, like, friend or foe. Just give her cross-eyed <laughs> eyes. Just fucking look at her, like... Oh, gosh. I have this story of, like, when I was in middle school, going into high school, I had the biggest crush on this guy. He was a skateboarder, had this long hair, and he was always covering, like, the one eye, right? And I remember, like, in high school, I was like, man, and he had, like, snake bites and all sorts of... Yeah, he looked real, real schmexy. So, at least at that age... <laughs> And I remember it was, like, me and two of my other friends had crushes on the same guy. I always kept my crush pretty secret because I was, like, if it happens, bitches, I'm not letting you in. Ooh. But, <laughs> yeah. And then I remember um, my one friend who was a skeezy little bitch kept, like, inviting him over to her house and being, like, I don't get this. Can you help me study this? Blah, 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 blah. And, of course, like, they lived a lot closer together. So I was, like, well, fuck it. There's other fish in the sea, whatever. Um... So he never moved his hair, right? And I never knew why. I never figured out. We were sitting at lunch one day, and he... <laughs> oh, no. No, I feel so bad. I really hope you're not listening to this podcast, and I really hope you don't know who you are. But um, he, like, moved his hair, and it was, like, straight up, like, cockeye. My one friend was, like, not attracted at all anymore, completely out of it. My other friend... <laughs> Literally, we got in like a three-way fight, and she was like, "Don't fucking judge him because of his eye." <laughs> Literally, and I was like, "I'm over this too. I'm kind of like this is such a weird situation." And I remember she like really tried to hold that stance of like really liking him and really being like, "He's okay. He's fine. He's people too." And I was like, "Yeah, he's people, but like it's really noticeable." Like I hate to say this, but they kind of fucked up. But uh, sure enough, like within two weeks, she was like over him a hundred percent. And I'm like, I felt so bad because he just had like moved his hair when I never seen him, and I thought he was like so attractive. And he moved his hair one day, and I was like, Oh, so um, about that, I was like, I even questioned myself. I was like, Could I do that? Could I make this work? And then my other friend, she was straight up just like, Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> She cracks me up. She's like my wild, fuck like no. Aquarius friend who just does whatever the fuck she wants. But she was like, fuck that. No, I could not do that. <laughs> and then my other friend, she was just like, don't judge him because of his eye. And I just remember the argument. I was like, it's not that we're judging him because of his eye. It just happens to be that like, we didn't know about this for three years. 
my one friend Ashley was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. But I was kind of like, can I do that? No. <laughs> I felt bad. I really hope he got it corrected because he was still really handsome. Like, he did have a really nice bone structure. <sighs> mm -hmm. I feel kind of like a piece of shit <laughs> talking about my middle school self. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, is this episode really over? I know. It's kind of sad. We'll have to wait a whole other year till 420. Fuck. I know. Oh, well. Well, um, how are we ending this? Well, thank you for listening. Yes. <laughs> to Burger on the 420 Express. Thank we you to our guests. We love each and every one of you. Guess what, though? You can buy our merch at teespring.com slash store slash murder dash four on the 20 Express, whatever the hell that murder is. Murder on the, yeah, murder on the 420 Express. Yes. Yeah. There will, I think there's a link in our bio about it. I'm not sure. But we do have merchandise and you guys can buy it. There's about... Support us! Subliminal messages. You better Support fucking buy it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks to our guest, Teddy, for participating. Yeah, I provided all the subliminal messages you guys will hear later. Yeah, exactly. You actually have to listen to this Holy podcast fuck, in is reverse. is that why you stayed? <laughs> you have to listen to this podcast backwards in reverse. And you're going to hear Teddy um, basically devil worshipping in the background. <laughs> Fox. Dude, people are legitimately going to try that. But it's going to get us more listens. But what if it actually happened? Well, I mean, Teddy, if you're really that good of a mastermind, get us more sales. I mean, he's a Scorpio, <laughs> so. I know. What was that one? Um, subliminal seduction. <laughs> <laughs> I love how all of it's just the art of manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We're all here to just fuck with you guys. Um, anyways, thanks, creeps, for listening to episode four on season four of Paranoid and Paranormal. Yes. This is Mandy. This is Lisa. This is Teddy. <laughs> we'll see you next time on Murder on the 420 Express. I did not say 